The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about innovative forms of communicating with your prospects and customers. Joining us is Brian Podolek, who is the CEO and co-founder of Vacodia, which is an AI solution for direct sales. So far this week, Brian and I have talked about the conversational AI revolution for call centers. And yesterday, we talked about how AI is disrupting traditional sales teams. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about how to leverage AI with authenticity. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Brian Podolak, the CEO and co-founder of Vacodia. Brian, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm excited to have you back on the show and wrap up our conversation. We talked a lot about how AI is being used for call centers, about how people are having more conversations with technology, and it's not only disrupting our call centers, customer service, it's also bleeding into sales and even some data collection for marketing through surveys. And I guess the big question I have here is when I think about people talking to machines instead of people, my skin crawls a little. And I don't mean that in a negative way towards you or your service, but I just feel like every time I get on the phone, it's like, well, say or dial the number and then it doesn't hear me right. And I say something and I get routed to the wrong team and it just feels like the machines don't understand me. How do you actually use AI to not only be effective and accurate from the bottom line perspective, but to also make your company feel like it's authentically listening to their customers? hundred percent. I mean, just like every new technology, there's always some thoughts or questions or possible concerns. And it's important to note that the AI technology does not replace an entire sales organization. It's not going to replace an entire customer service organization. What it's going to do is augment the process. And sometimes you even hear AI called augmented intelligence instead of artificial. I always like to use that word augment. Hey, I am a salesperson. I want to reach, but I got 200 leads in today. I need to reach all those leads now today. These people are looking for a product or service now today and I don't have the bandwidth to do it, let me use AI to help go ahead, call who's on the phone now that's ready to talk, right? So the AI is just another tool that a salesperson has, a customer service person has, that a, a company has, that politicians have to survey their people in their area to see what their thoughts and feelings are. AI is just another tool to help us. And the again, always want to think about that customer experience first. And we want to make all of our decisions based around a very positive, amazing customer experience. 
So what are the things that people are doing right to build a great customer services and where are they falling down? I'd say the biggest issue for anybody is that whole time when you have to wait, right? When you call and it's a one or two hours and there's are some technologies that will say, we'll call you back. You won't lose your place in line. And that's nice, but it's still an hour or two later. You want to change your flight now. You want to make a change to your hotel reservation now. And unfortunately with the COVID and everything we've gone through the last years, companies are just short staffed. What I've seen is sometimes a rush to implement an AI technology that they don't have enough data to feed the models or B, they're just not set up correctly to be able to accept the technology. So it's nothing that somebody should just jump into. You definitely would want to talk to somebody like us or, or other AI companies where they can actually do a true consultation, really understand all of your needs before implementing it. Now, by the way, that's still done by humans. <laughs> we don't have AIs selling AI yet. So we still need humans to do all the important things. Of course, AI is just another tool in the toolbox. It's good to hear that humans are still useful in some cases. Here and there. Okay, yeah, every once in a while, we're pretty effective. Maybe not the most powerful processors, but we've got a lot of data built in. Yeah. And that actually leads me into my next question. When you talk about authenticity and training AI, I always think about AI, artificial intelligence, machine learning. You need these really big, robust data sets. So how do you think about creating enough data to make sure that your artificial intelligence has the knowledge it needs to be able to have a conversation with prospects, customers, leads? Actually, one of our big challenges was the technology. Like you said, and you have this big data set and you're trying to search through it, it takes time. And even the most efficient databases in the world, most costliest ones, sometimes can't process the amount of data you need to have a conversation that fast. So one of the things that we came up with is I call it a shortcut. And Jimmy, my partner, and who wrote in our own proprietary AI NLP, and that's that piece of the brain that actually processes what you're saying and tries to figure out what you mean, and we have our own proprietary NLP specifically designed, engineered for sales conversations. And the way we accomplish this, and it's another good piece for anybody trying to implement an AI solution in their company is, don't try to put the New York Public Library on it. If you're just trying to make a cocktail, if you're trying to make a margarita, you don't need a library, you just need a cocktail book. So try to strip away anything that's not needed to try to just keep it on point. By doing that with sales calls, and again, training all our models with sales calls, we've been able to cut the latency quickly. In fact, in the lab, in a perfect condition, when asking it a question or speaking to it, our average response time is the 20th of a blink of an eye. I have to disagree with you. I've gone to Mexican restaurants where the margarita list is actually like a phone book. I, I think that's more complex than you give it credit for. It's not just lime, sugar, and tequila anymore. There's all sorts of stuff they throw in there. You're from Florida. I figured you'd know this. Hey, I pick up those blood oranges whenever they come in season, just for that reason. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. 
No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So kidding aside, you want to feed as much data as is relevant into your artificial intelligence. When you talk about actually having the, the communication part with the customer, there's some language there about understanding and not everybody speaks English the same. Some people have different accents. Some people use different words. There's translation issues. I, I run the uh, Voices of Search podcast, which is about search engine optimization. And, and we always talk about internationalizing search results. And the big example I use is the word pants. Pants means different things if you're in the United States or if you're in the UK, right? And I always mix up which one is which, but one is something you wear over your underwear and one is something that you wear under your trousers. And it's going to get me in trouble trying to guess which one's which, but how do you train artificial intelligence to understand sort of the nuance of not only how to communicate in the right language, but understanding who it's talking to to understand how they want to communicate? Now, if there's somebody, with, unfortunately, with a very thick accent, and we as humans can't understand them, most likely the AI is not going to understand either, of course. And that's where you just have to sometimes pull in somebody who speaks that native language. When it comes to things you say, regional type differences, for example, I used to call it the Maidline test. When a lot of the systems had a hard time pronouncing the term Madeline, they pronounced it Maidline, right? So I've seen these things over and over again, and we learn all the time. Is the AI ever wrong? Absolutely, 100%. But it's important for it to learn from that mistake and not make the same mistake twice. So one of the most unique things, again, we have is that every time when we do get stuck, and a lot of other companies have this too, of course, is to be able to train it that, hey, that wasn't correct. And again, whether it's a word or how about this? Maybe you're taking a prescription drug you're trying to pronounce, <laughs> right? Or there's a word, I, there's a lot of medical terms I can't pronounce and I'm a human, right? So sometimes in the medical side or explaining things like we're taking a client's you know, prescription list or other operations they have, wow. So you actually wind up having to have the models, the AA models trained for these different verticals and in certain cases, different regions and in other cases, even different languages. So Brian, I, I guess the last question that I have for you, I understand that companies that are dealing with a tremendous amount of lead volume and they need support and they can't staff the humans. That makes sense for artificial intelligence companies that have incredibly complex problems where they're getting overwhelmed with customer service queries, uh, you know, obviously having a robot step in and, and help them there. Who are the companies that are benefiting the most? How big are they? And also, what is the cost associated with implementing a type of artificial intelligence solutions like the one you've been talking about? A lot of the costs are anywhere from, it could be as low as $2,500, as high as $100,000. really depends on the different integrations that have to do. I'd say our common install setup fee, if you will, is that five dollars to $15,000 mark. And we don't charge it until a client's up, running, tested it, and accepts it. Otherwise, they don't pay us at all. You know, with AI, there's, sometimes there's misconceptions. 
as far as the lead flow coming and making sure they're being reached on a timely basis. And again, at the client's convenience, that's been a huge implementation. But I'll tell you something that's new that came up that surprised me is in the old days, we used to call these abandoned carts. You may have heard the term partials now where somebody started an order process on a website and for some reason left. And how many times do digital marketers have different ways to try to reach out to them? Very few are actually calling and say, did you have a problem trying to place your order? I'll give you an example. I'm into handguns a little bit. And there was a holster I wanted to buy. And I went on this website and I couldn't buy this holster. I don't know what happened. There was some bug on the site. I tried it on my mobile phone, my Windows computer, et cetera. And I didn't even get an email. I tried to place the order. I got very far to the shopping cart and nobody called me back. Nobody emailed me back. Had they, they would have got an order from me, right? So it's really, there's been a lot of new cases. We're talking to a city here in South Florida about emergency response. Hey, a hurricane's coming. Let's reach out to people. Let them know where they should go and what should they do. How would you have been able to get people to make that many of three, four million phone calls in a few hours of time? It's been impossible before. Now we're able to do that. Picture being able to have a natural disaster to have that kind of outreach that fast and that volume of calls or people calling in, where do I go? What do I do? Right? How many of these centers just get overwhelmed with phone calls? We're now there to augment. If we could handle, think if you had a center that got an influx of calls they couldn't answer. And even if the AI could only handle 10% of them, 20% of them, how much less of a workload and demand that puts on the center? Mind-boggling to think of the applications of robots having conversations with people. I'm glad that you as a person were here. You are a person, right? This is not just a bot that I'm talking to. That is correct. Oh, good. All right. All right. We got a real person here <laughs> giving us the lowdown on how to talk to our robots. Brian, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us all about it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Brian Podolak, the CEO and co-founder of Vocodia for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Brian, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Brian Podolak. That's B-R-I-A-N-P-O-D-O-L-A-K. Or you could visit his company's website, which is vocodia.com, V-O-C-O-D-I-A.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter or you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.